Go to my first scripture, JT. Uh, it's Matthew seven fifteen. Um, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn. All right. And it says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Yea, shall, ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but corrupt trees bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth good fruit nor can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by your fruit ye shall know them. So I'm going to stop right there. That right there, number 19, is, is one of the scariest verses to me because it, it really puts the ball in our court. Like, like Hannah was, was talking about, that's bearing fruit. And if we're not bearing fruit as Christians, then we're not doing anything. We're not effective. Yeah. And, and right there, it says, cast into the fire. And that's scary because I understand what that means. Yeah. You know, um, and let me, re- let me continue reading. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven... Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, you never, or I never knew you. Another scary, scary scripture. I never knew you. You know, that's, that's. Right there, where Christians, that's, that's where they lose out, not knowing God. And, and to me, it's even scarier coming from Him. I get... Can I not cry one time, please? But, but we have to know Him, you know. Uh, I think Steve Sargent was talking... Before he went to uh, Florida, and just in Sunday school, y'all need to go to Sunday school. But but it really meant something to me because he was talking about knowing Christ, and it and it's so simple to go to church day in and day out, three times a week. You know, go to everything the church does. And, and have the form and not know him. And it's, that's just a scary place to be uh, for him to say, I never knew you. So we have to know him. You know, I can go home every single day of the week. You know, that's where Crystal lives, you know. You know, so I can go to the house, but I, I, I have to talk to her to know her, you know. We have to spend time with each other to know her. And so, so we have to spend time more than just coming to the church. You know, you can come to every event. You can come to everything that, that we offer. You can win every cornhole tournament if you're Ryan and Dale. You can do anything. But you got to know. You got to know. I was, I was throwing that in for you, Ryan. But, 
but we have to, we have to know, and that's not even that's not even my text tonight. Um, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And so twenty four. Uh, this is what I really want to focus on. So if y'all pay attention here, get your highlighter out. Therefore, whoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew, and it beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. I want you all to remember that, and I'm going to continue. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at, that, at his doctrine, for he taught as one having authority and not as, not as the scribes. And, and so this is, this is my text, and I, this is what I really want you all to focus on. Uh, I'm going to go through a story that every person here that's grown up in church knows by heart. I mean, it's, it's, it's an awesome story. They even got a cartoon of it. I didn't get to watch it recently, but I wanted to. But... Uh, there's, there's a few things out of this verse I want you all to keep with you tonight. Life is going to be hard with or without God. So you can put your house on the rock or you can put it on the sand. And, uh, and if anyone's ever been to the beach, I mean, walking on the beach is, it'll wear you out. It's not necessarily difficult, I guess, but you get tired faster because you just sink. It's not a solid foundation, and, uh, and so, you know, and if you ever stood on the beach where the waves are coming in, it just pulls the sand right up under your feet, and uh, so three things I want you all to understand. Where did you build your house, and, and look at that in the story, because I'm going to bring it up. People are watching your life, and the rain and the flood, and that, that represents trials and tribulation. And I want you to go, uh, we're, we're talking about Joseph um, tonight. So let's go to Genesis 39 and 1. All right. And I get super tongue-tied on this uh, King James, but uh, especially when I'm nervous. But so everyone knows the story of Joseph, and I'm not, I'm not going to read the story of Joseph to you because, you know, that'd just be a little bit weird. Um, but, but there's a few things about this man that, that I want you all to understand. He was the youngest son of Jacob at the time, also known as Israel, but I'm just going to call him Jacob because it makes better sense to me. But he, he had good parents. His, under, his parents taught him a lot of good things. Um, so his background's pretty great. I mean, I mean, his dad seemed to be like a wealthy man just reading about him. Um, but but he, he did have a flaw, I think, in his younger age. Uh, he was kind of like thinking he was the man. 
Like, like he thought of himself as the best thing since sliced manna. Like, just legit. And, uh, and so he, he kind of had a, a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a cool guy syndrome. And, uh, and his parents loved him because they had him in old age. And, and so, you know, they got him this fancy coat that had a lot of colors in it or something. Um, name brand designer from his mom. And, uh, and so his brother's thinking, man, this guy's like getting all the favoritism. And so they didn't like him already. And he starts telling them about this dream that he had. And he's like, man, y'all going to be bowing down to me because I'm like really cool. And, you know, it, I'm going to be in the center, and, and y'all are going to be bowing down. And that's just the Dale version, um, just real real quick. But I want to go to Genesis 39.1 and, and just read a second there. Actually, I forgot to say something. So his brothers throw him in a pit because they're kind of upset about him being the favorite and, and him saying all these things. And they sell him into slavery. And so he, he comes into Egypt, and he gets bought by Potiphar's wife. Or Potiphar's wife. He gets bought by Potiphar, okay? And that's where I'm reading, bought by Potiphar's wife, okay? I've preached this way too many times today, I think, but... Uh, uh, let's see. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, uh, bought him of the land, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. Right there, man, that's awesome. And the Lord was with Joseph. I want that written on my tombstone. Amen. That is awesome. The Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all things, all that he did to prosper in his hand. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind y'all of of what I was looking at in Matthew, and it, and you can see even though he was he was sold into slavery, and, and we forget sometimes that this isn't just a story. This really happened, and so I'm I'm constantly today just trying to think, man, this this was a real guy. He had real feelings. He had a real family. He had a real dad that he loved, and he's sold into slavery by his own family. Sold into slavery. But he had favor with God and he built his house upon the rock. People were watching him that weren't saved. They were from Egypt. And, and it says right here, uh, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. People are watching you. You know, when you are going through trials, you know, when, 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 any type of trial you're going through, you can still have God and you can still be right in His will. People are watching your life. People are watching what you're doing, how you act in the trial. And of course, he was a slave at this point in time. 
and that, that, that represents the rain and the floods and, and the wind that beat upon the house. It, life isn't promised to be easy. It, there's, there's things that you're going to have to face in life. And so he, you know, he, he did awesome. He was, he was well-respected by his owner. And, and, and you, see, you see that God's done all this thing. And so he's the top guy in this house. And he's, and he's been a slave. I looked up. Uh, he was a slave for 13 years. 13 years. I mean, again, this is, a, this is a guy that could be cursing the ground. He could be so upset with, with God. I had a family. And now I'm here. And he could just be, like, completely upset. Like, I hate my brothers. I hate them. And you can't do anything with hate. You you can't you can't work with God and hate. You you gotta you gotta you gotta have forgiveness in your heart. And I'm thinking, man, there's no way he he's the best, and he has favor in God and has hate for his brother. There's there's something about this guy. He figured it out. He he understands something that we have to love one another. And uh, and so you know he he gets this platform. I'm the best. You know I I have done my job, and and and. He, Serving God, serving God. And guess what? Potiphar's wife. She messes the whole thing up. You know, y'all know the story. And, and, and she falsely accuses him of something he didn't do. He didn't do it. And guess what? He gets thrown in jail. And that's, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, 39 and 20. I think I don't remember what I gave you to be honest. I think it's twenty. Yeah, there you go. So Potiphar goes, he throws him in prison. And and that's where I'm gonna read right now. Uh, and Joseph Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph, and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight, the sight of the keeper of the prison. So here's another place in Joseph's life. It didn't get any better. His, his trial did not get any better. He's, he's in jail now. He, he was a slave, which means, you know, He's owned. You don't get a 401k. You don't get retirement. I don't really know how slaves did the whole retirement thing. But now he's worried. He's he's in prison. At least he probably had you know his own room and stuff. I mean now he's like in a prison, and I, I honestly don't know how prisons were back then, but they probably didn't have air conditioning. So I mean, I mean it's it's just it's worse. And then you and then you look at his life and. It, and, and I, I look back at Matthew, and again, he's built his house upon the rock. Yes. People are watching him. And guess what? He has favor in their sight because of who he is in Christ. And guess what? He's still in a prison, and, and, and that means it's raining, and the floods are coming, and, and the wind's beating upon his house, and, and he's faithful to God. You know, did he deserve to be in the prison? No. 
I don't think so. And and from what I can tell from reading, he he was in that prison for at least two years, at at least two years, probably a little longer than that. But we all know he gets out of prison, and you, you know he he interprets the dream, you know Pharaoh's dream about there being a famine um, in the land, and he gets out. And so you know he he. He's like second in command. He is what he thought he was when he was like 17. He now is the man. You know, he, he's what everyone wants to be. You know, and, that, and he's, out of, he's out of that trial. And you think, man, he's, he's out of the trial. That was a few pages in my Bible. Well, that was 15 years at least. At least 15 years in that trial. And I want to I go to Genesis 45 real quick. And, and this, this shows me the character of Joseph and, and how you do it right. Um, and so this, this is where he kind of reveals himself to his brothers because they, they didn't really know who he was. Uh, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves. That wouldn't have been the first thing I would have thought about. You know, don't be angry with yourselves. Like, like, I mean, I, I'd have at least made them embarrass themselves or something before, beforehand, before they knew who I was. But, I mean, he, he really, he really showed a lot of compassion on them. And, uh, be angry with yourself. Okay. That ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. So I, I'm going to keep reading, but that, I want you all to think about that. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Have these two years, hath the famine been in the land? And yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you. And I don't know what that word is. And the earth and to save your, to save your lives by great deliverance. So now I was not. So now it was not you that sent me here. I'm just going to say here, <laughs> but God. So He recognizes something. I think that's really awesome. It wasn't His brothers. It was. It was. It was Satan. You know. Because there were so many times where he could have messed it up being mad. Would it have been a rightful being angry? I think so. Could, you know, but, but because he stayed positive through his trial, many lives were saved. The Egyptian lives were saved. His family's lives were saved because of the famine. And that's all because of obedience inside of... Uh, Inside of the trial, when, when the rain comes upon your house, 
And so now, when I, when I look at, at Acts, he built his house upon the rock, and people were watching, but he was out of the trial. He was second in command over Egypt. And, and that, that, to me, that, that right there shows the character of Joseph. And just, man, that's so awesome. Um, and I, I have a few things I want to I wanna share with you that kind of go with this story. And first, first thing I want to say is, is I'm not a NASCAR fan. Um, but <laughs> I knew that would get you. Uh, there's something really cool that they do. Um, JT, put up that, that picture of that crash. So, I don't know why this popped in my head. It's just something weird that God shows me certain things. So that's a that is a crash right there. If if you if you don't, that is a crash. Um, whenever you're behind that as a NASCAR driver, it, it, at some tracks you're going over 200 miles an hour. You know, some tracks they average around that, all the way around the track, just they average like around 200 miles an hour. And when there's a wreck like this, they have a radio built into their helmet where they're, they're keeping, you know, in touch with their like crew chiefs and, and their pit crew and all that. Well, there's a guy in a tower, he can see the whole track. And when something like this happens, you know, they'll, they'll be like, hey, go high, go high. There's a wreck, go high. Or they'll be like, hey, go, le- go low, go low, go low. Go- get in the grass. Get- I mean, you're going to die if you don't go low, you know. And so, so uh, that sounds kind of comical, but, but when you're going 200 miles an hour, you need that information pretty quickly. So, and, and as you can tell, that's a lot of smoke. You, you know, coming up on that, maybe 50, you can be like, I got this. But, but 200 miles an hour, that comes up quick, and you want to you wanna have someone in your ear. And, and that's just like, you know, what I'm, what, what I'm talking about tonight. And, and you know, you, you, can, you have 200 things going on in, in life sometimes. And everything's coming at you so quick. It's like, man, my body feels like this. I, I got to think about retirement. I got to think about college. I don't know where you are in life. I got to think, man, I, got, I need a car. I just turned 16. I need a car. I, I got a plan for college, and you're doing this, 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 this. And then you get that phone call. Hey, your mom's in the hospital. Hey, this, this, or hey, that. And it hits you so quick, and you got to have, you gotta have the, the person that sees the whole thing in your ear. Hey, go low. You're going to make it. And when you got God in your ear, then you can make it. you got to stay in contact with the Father. He sees the bigger picture. He's going to give you information that you need right on time. Um, and then I really don't know uh, a lot about football. Kind of the same thing. I was, I was, the football coaches. They always got that little headset with the, the little speaker on, and 
man, I was like, man, I, I guess they're talking to somebody. <laughs> and and I, uh, we were talking at work. I don't know, everyone at work, they like football. And, uh, and I was like, hey, what, who are they talking to in there? And I was like, man, because I know it gets loud. And, and so I, just me personally, I'm thinking, well, they're, they're talking to someone right next to them. Now they're talking to someone up top that can see the whole field because guess what? That coach, he can only see so good. He's, he's shorter than most of the players. <laughs> you know, he can only see a little bit of perspective. But, uh, but the guy up top, can he sees, I guess he sees that weird, like, tic-tac-toe trigonometry playbook thing. And like gets it, like I, I, I really don't understand that stuff. I, I, I played a video game with the football stuff on it, and uh, and it was asking me to make a pick a pick one of those, and I, I'm like looking through them. I'm like, <sighs> I feel good about this one, but but yeah, no it. He's talking to someone up who can see the whole field, and he can see what's going on. And, and so, so you know, when you're down and, and, and you, you got to come up with something, who's he talking to? You know, when you don't think you're going to make it, and you and you're trying to you're trying to win this race that we call life, you got you got to have connection with the Father. You got to stay in contact with the Father. And. Uh, let's see. I just want to read that one more time, if I can find it. And I will, and then I will profess unto you, I never knew you. You can't have that in your life, and, and be in contact with the Father. You you gotta have contact with the Father. If you don't have contact with the Father, you can't live the will of God, which puts you through the trial so that lives will be saved. And uh, I, got, I got another picture for you. It's a good one. I didn't take it, though. Uh, JT put it up. Yeah. That's my little girl. <laughs> People are watching you. don't want to cry. <laughs> She's watching me and Carissa. Oh, <sighs> I'm responsible for how she sees a relationship with God. <laughs> but that's, that's just that's just one side of life. You know, she, she's She's growing up in my house. But that's not my only responsibility. There's people at work. You know, you might not have little kids. You might have grown kids. They're still watching you. 
It it doesn't matter how old they are, but they're watching you. I got another picture. I didn't ask if I could use this, Jessica, but I figured you'd be all right. That is future best friends right there. And that means that Andy is going to spend the night with Darcy, and Darcy is going to spend the night with Andy. And they need to see consistency. That means that what I live in my house needs to be what she sees when she spends the night with Darcy at their house and vice versa. We have to have consistency. We all have to believe in one thing. We all have to live one thing. And you can put that down. Consistency. This only works with consistency. Joseph, it would have never worked if he didn't have consistency in his walk. And that's the hard part. If the, if the band would come up. It wouldn't have worked if he didn't have consistency in his life. He, he looked at he looked at things differently than I would have looked at them. I would have been mad at my brothers. I would have been upset. I'm sure Potiphar's wife would have probably been scared to death of me. Just being honest. Once I got to power, just just being just being real. But this guy was an awesome guy. Someone I want to be like one day. Um, Altar call, I wasn't really sure on how I wanted to do it. I I, I was thinking about just having worship, but I'm going to let people come up tonight. Jonathan said something a a while back on Wednesday night. It really affected me. You will have as much of God as you want. That's what he said. You can have as much of God as you want. I really don't mean to cry. But tonight, if you don't have as much of God as you want, and you're just living kind of for you and and just trying to make it for you, why don't you go through the trial, come down here and pray, talk to God. <laughs>